Hello, Boss Rebellers. Happy Wednesday to you. Today is episode 83 of the Boss Re Society podcast. This is Patty Dominguez with Tim Wambach. And on today's show, we are talking to Reindeer DeVries, who is an app-making superstar. 20-something, never had a job, super successful at being an app master. And pretty impressive, huh? So what you're going to learn is his story of how he got into this business, some tips for how he dominates and networks and created this flood of clients, and then just tips overall. He also has a really cool uh, special offer for you, Boss Street Ballers. If you listen all the way through, you won't want to miss this one. Please let us know what you think. Of course, hit the subscribe button because that's what makes you a Boss Street Baller. And, and on Twitter is what I wanted to say. Our handle is at BossStreetSociety.com. Here is the show. Do you believe there is more to your career than waiting for the gold watch in 40 years? Did you know that the average American spends 200 hours a year commuting to a job they probably hate? Does it frost your ass to get a 2% raise that barely keeps up with the rate of inflation? Have you ever worked for a boss hole? We know how you feel, and we want to help. Welcome to the Boss Free Society Podcast, your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wambach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included. Patty, we're back in the studio with another great, great guest. I'm excited to bring him to our listeners. Yes, and he's global, which I'm really excited about. Exactly. This is this is big. This is big. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Do the intro, Tim. So uh, we're interviewing Reinder DeVries. Uh, Reinder is a freelance app developer and founder of LearnAppMaking.com. Since 2009, he's built over 50 apps for iOS and Android, and his code is used by millions of people all over the globe. Reindeer enjoys good coffee, reading, and can't live without a super fast internet connection. The Boss <laughs> Free Society welcomes Reindeer DeVries. How's it going? Yay, thanks for having me, guys. Well, here, here's, here's the first question. Are we pronouncing yeah. your last that name was, right? Yeah, I was going to ask that. So my name is um, Reindeer DeVries. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, he wouldn't have gotten that. <laughs> It's okay. I have the English version, right? (laughs) You have the American version. We're so lazy here in America. I completely agree that an internet connection is almost a must. It's like air that we breathe. I was just at a conference. It was an internet marketing conference, and our connection was really spotty. I was like, what planet are we on that we don't have good internet connection? So I agree with that. And I'm hoping that Elon Musk makes it happen for us. He'll he'll figure something out. He's got to figure something out. He wants everyone to have good internet connection. But on that note, welcome, Reindeer. We're so happy to have you. And really impressive what you have been able to create, if I may. You are on the younger side of things. And I guess the first question would be, how did you get involved with this? So I started out when I was, uh, I think, 18 with uh, making websites for freelance clients. And then one day, one of my clients said, well, we heard about these things uh, called apps. Can you also make an app? So I said, well, no, but I can try. Uh, so I made my first app. It was it was kind of cool. It was a um, a brochure app, so you could walk into a store with um, like pres- uh, non prescription drugs, and you could scan uh, like the the package, like the barcode, 
And then on your phone, you could see like the brochure that would go with the, with the prescription uh, drug. So it was, yeah, you could see like the PDF version of the stuff that was inside. And uh, so all the, all the yeah, side effects would come up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it sort of uh, took off from there. One time I stopped making websites and I started making apps uh, full time and built some apps of my own too. And yeah, that's, that's what I do to this day. And then, of course, I teach people how to make their own apps and how to market them and how to code and how to get people uh, to sign up for their apps uh, too. Have you always been an entrepreneur or have you ever had a job? <laughs> uh, well, I already told you this. I have never uh, ne- had a job. Never had no. a job. It's uh, I always like the the thought of making your own money and being responsible for your own thing. And like, now if you if you don't work, you don't make any money. You don't have an impact on the world. That thought really uh, appealed to me. And I never I never had to. I could always like make a living off uh, developing apps for others and for my own. How did you have this the mindset? about being an entrepreneur? Are your parents or the people that you were around, were you exposed to entrepreneurship? Not really, actually. Um, especially when I was younger. So my, uh, my parents are both not entrepreneurs. My, my family members, neither. My, my grandfather uh, was an entrepreneur, but I never knew him. Uh, so, but later on, I, I kind of got involved in the scene uh, where I lived with other entrepreneurs and that that really like makes you grow and like shapes your mindset in that that regard. There, there wasn't a moment that you like decided to become boss free. It was just kind of always ingrained in you. Would you say then, or I don't was know. there a never, moment? Never thought about it. I, I, I think I like my independence, like making your own hours and going where you want to go, taking your own jobs. And I think that that independence, maybe yeah, maybe that's like a result of my parents bringing me up. I, th- I think so, but it, like, that's that's something different from entrepreneurship, probably. But it, it's like it's close. If somebody were interested, say in your arena, not necessarily app development, maybe they have a very strong skill set in coding, but they're thinking, man, I could take this coding skill set that I have and create a business out of it. And I guess my question to you would be like, how would you suggest somebody get started to starting into their own coaching or enterprise or selling whatever it is that they're doing? Because obviously you learned how to create a business out of this talent that you have. I would suggest they either start working on an idea they have. Say you have an idea for an app, you start working on this app and trying to uh, get it to people, or you could. So, so the problem with with starting out with freelancing is that you usually you don't have a portfolio of work you did because you're just starting out. So people won't necessarily hire hire you because you don't have any work to show. Right. So your first problem to tackle is to get some work on your portfolio. It doesn't matter if it's if it's like a to do app or a simple website or a, or a brochure you made or a book cover. As long as you have something to show, and then like the second step is really. It's really simple, actually. You start networking. So you need to tell people that you're out there, that you're good at what you do, so you show them what you do. And you keep doing that. Like, you keep growing your network. And maybe, you, you, like, networking goes both ways. So you you want people to connect potential clients, uh, to connect them with you. So you also have to connect other people to each other. So maybe you see a need for something in a market. You know somebody who can fulfill that need and that you're connected to. 
And that is actually how you build a network. And then over time, like this is like a a long-term strategy, right? Yeah. But over time, uh, you'll see that uh, assignments are coming your way. Like projects are coming your way. What would you say are some of your favorite ways to network? So to kind of bring in that business, because I know a lot of our our listeners out there are probably, you know, they, they, they need that, that skill of networking. It's always good to hear some other other takes on what, what others work. I got most of my clients through meetup.com. You probably know this is very easy. You go to meetup.com, you look for meetups in your, your area, and then you go to one of them. And like in my space, uh, technology development, um, uh, like product design, there are a lot of tech meetups about uh, like, like particular technologies or particular programming languages. And on these networking events, there's always like sort of the, the, the business people from companies looking for good developers. So that's where I went because I knew these people would be there and I knew that they would be looking for me. So that's, that's like the, you're already one, one step of the way uh, because you have some sort of warm leads there. Now that's a really great approach. And I was going to say the meetup.com approach is great because even if you can be as a presenter, if they're in need of content, just to kind of further take this idea of reaching out via meetup to not only expand your network, but also put you in a position that you're an authority figure. So that's a great tip. I totally agree. In terms of your entrepreneurial career, what point did you feel like, wow, I'm a success. I've achieved a level of success that I'm really proud of. And I'm very confident in that my entrepreneurial journey is at a moment where I'm a success. I remember that very clearly. It was, I don't remember exactly when it was, but it was the feeling that I was capable of something, that I would be capable or that I was capable of meeting a potential client, getting to talk with them and getting to a signed, uh, like signed contract or signed offer, then doing that and actually working out all the technical details, then delivering that product. And so it was, yeah, it was a great feeling that I... So it's it's what you call a marketable skill. Absolutely. So you have the skill, but you can also sell it. And that, yeah, that was a great feeling. What are you working on right now, Reindeer, that you're really excited about? I'm doing a lot of content marketing for uh, Learn App Making. So writing blog posts about uh, marketing apps and writing coding guides. So I sit in front of a camera, I explain uh, to the listener how you can code your own app in like various fields. For instance, uh, Laz made a coding guide about, so you know Slack, right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so uh, in an app, you can also sort of integrate your own Slack channel that people who are using your app can talk to you and you can talk to them back to them. So you get a really tight connection with the customers, uh, with the people that are using your app. Uh, so oh, for God. instance, when, when your app crashes, I mean, it shouldn't, but apps crash, yeah. uh, you can get in touch with the person and find out what's wrong, and maybe do some customer support. Um, and I wrote uh, a small coding guide about that, how you can integrate that in your app. But also, like um, that's that's the thing I do. I always try to combine technology with with something that sells. So uh, I explain to people how they can code and how they can build this thing, but also what the benefit is for them and why they should use, why they should do customer support in their apps. 
That's really, so, really cool. Slack, just for people that um, are hearing this, I don't know what it is. And Reindeer, you like fill in the gaps if you hear what I'm saying is not enough. But Slack is this really cool app to communicate back and forth with either a project team or customers. So instead of people reaching out via email or Skype or this and that, like all these different channels, you can consolidate all the communication on this tool called Slack. Is that true, right? yeah. Okay, yeah, true. It's, it's like... Real-time chat. Yeah, basically. it's really and, cool and free. Who would you say is, is your best client or your perfect customer, people out there that, so that, we're, that are listening? I used to work a lot with marketing agencies um, because so they're not the end client, but they work for their clients and I work for them. And they're awesome in a way that they always have like assignments. When I have time, I, I can call them up and I can say, I have time. And they say, well, we have a campaign we're running. We need some kind of, t- uh, some, some kind of tech for that, some kind of app. So that is, that is like a, uh, a client with a, with a high value. And the other client that, because the, the first one is like in terms of money, but the other client is the one that is the actual end client. And I can build like the full app for them. So I can do the design. I can do the, the programming um, maybe some of the the customer support, maybe uh, supporting their sales function and their the sales they're doing, um, and I like that because I get to like kind of design the whole experience. So not only sit down and do the programming, which is like more typical for a campaign kind of job, but I can also uh, work out the uh, user interface design, uh, then do the programming, and also kind of make it all fit inside. Uh, their company. If there's a business that is saying, I think I can get an app um, to do that, I guess, what's the best case scenario for a business considering to develop an app? Where, or give me an example of an app that's really powerful and other ones that just flop to say, oh my gosh, that app, it was a horrible, cre- <laughs> it was horrible creation. It didn't really go anywhere. Well, that's a good question. I've, so for the past few weeks, I've been working on an app for a Dutch uh, magazine, online magazine. Yeah. And they, in terms of like how effective the app, I think they, well, it's not published yet, but I think they are really going to hit it out of the park because they have a lot of content. They have a very specific market they are uh, targeting this content for. And all these people have a smartphone. So it's like, it's really uh, uh, like, like some, some kind of miracle waiting to happen. Right. Um, because they, they actually, I, I don't understand why they didn't have an app before, but now, now they do. So yeah, this is, this is something that's really going to like make it big uh, for them. So it sounds like, just to play it back, an app is, is really a great tool for outreach to continue the conversation if the people that um, are your audience have a smartphone and if there's a reason to interact. True, yeah. And like this is the, the, the content side of things, I think. For instance, if you take like Uber, yeah. uh, like the, the taxi uh, cab service, yep. their service only works with an app because you're, you're, you're mobile. So you work on your smartphone and you need to get in touch with a, with a cab driver. So that's the other side of things. Uh, an app that is effective, in my opinion, solves a problem, and it solves it better than their than than like the exist existing solution, and um, yeah, feels like a a need uh, in the market. That's really interesting. And then I know this is a pretty broad question, but how much would it cost to develop an app? I know that that's hard to answer. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question. It really depends. Right. Um, so 
you could work with outsource uh, outsource people like on Upwork or Elance. Yep. Um, or you could work with with local people. Like for instance, I would count myself as a local person because I work with uh, Dutch and Norwegian businesses. Or you could uh, outsource outsource it to uh, like a marketing agency, and then your app project is usually part of a bigger yeah. campaign. Yeah. So these are like the kind of the tiers that it fits in where the first one is obviously the cheapest and the uh, the third one is the most expensive. And uh, like I've built apps for uh, north of uh, 50 grand. So that's like, that's like a typical, uh, typical price. But then, yeah, if I, if I build apps for my own, I'm obviously not paying somebody. So that then, then it's kind of cheaper. So it's, it's like a different. Right. Yeah. Right. How do you see your career evolving? Do you want to stay on the app development side or do you want to be more coaching for people who, who want to learn how to do apps? Well, I really enjoy the coaching. So that's, that's something I want to keep doing for sure. And I also like, so I like, like I said earlier, designing the whole product. So I want to keep doing that. But if I had to make a decision, I would like maybe spend a quarter of my time on uh, actually building something and then, uh, the other 75% on helping other people. Because at this time, I can, well, I I wouldn't say I can build anything I want because it's still it's still complicated. But I feel that um, if I want to expand my knowledge of making apps and making technology work, I would have to go to another field, uh, say, for instance, uh, artificial intelligence or machine learning or, or something else. So I really want to um, uh, sort of, let other people benefit from the stuff I've gathered so far. Yeah. Now, in your in your entrepreneurial journey, um, what what would you say is the the ballsiest move you've ever made? Ah, okay, that's a hard one. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is a long time ago, but it still was it was pretty cool. Um, so in my hometown and in the Netherlands, a couple of years back, we really had a problem with uh, violence against bus drivers. Wow. So the public transportation, you go into bus, um, and then there was like uh, fights on the bus. So, and I, I just, I wanted to get into the news. So what I did is I, I printed out uh, a bunch of um, like small stickers that says, uh, in Dutch, is bus is lief, which means the, the bus is nice or the bus driver is nice. It's kind of a cute message. And I so I made, I think, 10 stickers. I, I put these stickers onto uh, like, like buildings and then took a picture of it. So I had 10 pictures. Then I put out uh, a press release, press issue, saying that in my hometown, there were uh, like hundreds of these stickers uh, distributed all over the town. And so then I also built a website with like sort of the same slogan and I put a little counter on it. And, but so the counter counted how many times the people voted. So it was like a, some sort of public vote thing. But I programmed it in a way that it would always add a number of votes each day. So uh, that, yeah, it got picked up by the news uh, because of, of the press release. And it, it, was, it was all kind of a little hoax. Um, but the cool thing is that... It gave like the 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 whole violence thing. It gave us some positive attention. Yes. Yeah. So I actually got a, a bunch of uh, radio interviews, and I got interviewed on national television. 
so that was fun, and it was it was all based on on like some some fake stuff. Um, but it still it got a great feeling. It gave me a, a good feeling that um, I could do some some good, and also it was kind of like this this uh, oh look at you because the the like the mainstream media are so uh, how do, how do you say that flexible? You can you can kind of influence it. So that was yeah that was definitely ballsy well it it definitely is and it just goes to show that you took this one idea and you created all the viral aspects to it like you took the pictures you're the one that sent out the press release you did the website and it just really goes to show that you can virtually take any idea and with the proper sequence of outreach you can create something that people are talking about so that's really really cool so out of curiosity so did you always think you would be doing what you're doing now? No, never. No, very clear about that. Actually, um, so when I, I sometimes got back to the place where I studied to talk to like people that had to decide what they wanted to study. And they've always asked me to explain how I got where, where I am today. Yeah. And I always found it so hard to answer that question because I never really, for myself, I never really took a clear decision that I wanted to make apps and that I wanted to learn how to code. It just, it came sort of naturally to me mm. and I liked it. So I pursued it, but I never thought one day, like, like in the past, okay, in the future, I'm going to be an app maker. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. It's, it sort of, it sort of went, went its way, I think. That's yeah. so cool. And it's so cool. The fact that you've never had a job and all you've ever known is entrepreneurship which is really awesome. I mean, it's very <laughs> rare to see that, that that you're inherently an entrepreneur through and through. So that's, it's so cool. So thank you. Yeah. So what's your focus for, for this year as we're ending into next year for you and your business? My focus for next year and for, for like the end of this year is um, because I got some freelance projects coming up. So that's already, already set. And then I want to grow the learn app making business. Because there's there's like already some coding websites out there and some really good ones um, teaching people how to make their own apps and how to like build websites, do stuff with, with JavaScript and all that stuff. Um, <coughs> but I feel that there's a big need uh, for a website that also teaches you how to market your own apps and do that like at the same time as you are learning how to code these apps. It's kind of I, I use the uh, how do how do you call it a maxim I think. Uh, that technology sells. So I want to teach people how to uh, apply technology in a way that it sells their apps instead of just using marketing and programming as two very distinct disciplines. Um, but then, yeah, so so like the focus is growing, growing the business. Yeah. Cool. So can you tell um, our listeners about the free video course that you have available? So if you go to learnappbanker.com, uh, you can sign up for the email list. And when you sign up, you get a free uh, video course on making uh, an iPhone game in one hour. So it's it's actually pretty easy. You get like uh, three videos of 20 minutes. It shows you how to code it, uh, what to type, what to type where, and how to put it together. And by the end, you have like a, a running, a very small game on your phone. That is so cool. So that can be found at learnappmaking.com, right? Yes. Okay, so learnappmaking.com. We're going to have that in the show notes so that people can go through that video course and you can put together your own game app, which is pretty cool. (laughs) 
Mm-hmm. I'm sure. I'm sure there's a lot of our boss free baller listeners that uh, might be parents that have some kids that will uh, take this and run with it, right, Patty? Absolutely. I know. Yeah. As soon as we hang up, I'm telling. I'm gonna email my 12 year old. He'd be all over this one. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> do you know? Do Do you notice, uh, Rinder? If, if it, are a lot of your, um, I guess, clients are they younger kids or are they in their 20s like what, what would you say is your your age medium it's it's definitely between uh, 20 30 yeah 20 30 okay yeah. cool yeah. yeah that's that's like the sort of also the target audience i'm shooting for and although like my freelance clients are like from all ages right because these are these are typically people that have nothing to do with apps and then one nap and then they come to me. So that's right. Then I am in this, in this age zone, right? Right. <laughs> exactly. 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 <laughs> this is going to be the last question here that we, we ask our boss free, uh, ballers our our, our, uh, guys who are doing it or in the trenches, but what are, what's some sage advice that you can, uh, offer our boss free ballers, our listeners, uh, something that they can do in the next 24, 48 hours that can move their business forward okay got got two things for you first one is if you see a problem you think you can solve it solve the problem then get some people with the same problem then solve it for them to and charge money for that oh i love it that's so good. that's that's like the 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 like business isn't hard like we we talk about it like some something super special and of course it is but it's also very simple so if you can make it simpler and the second piece of advice that's worked for me is never give up. Like it's hard. It gets hard. It gets harder. Sometimes it's easy, but there's always a struggle. But that's, that's also like kind of the beauty of it. So my advice for your listeners would be if you're struggling with something, don't give up. Love it. Love it. So thank you, Rainer, for that sage advice that people at all ages can take and apply to their business. And we are going to have the show notes in there and ways that they can get in touch with you because you very impressively serve both um, people who are looking for app creation and then people who are, are looking to understand how to develop apps. So you serve various audiences very impressively. So continued success to you on this amazing entrepreneurial journey that you have. And I think it's really impressive that you've never had a job. It's actually not very <laughs> typical. So that's really great. So congratulations on that and continued success to you. Thank you. Thanks, Rander. Thank you for listening to the Boss Free Society podcast. If you want more, connect with us on Facebook at Boss Free Society fan page, Twitter at Boss Free Society, or join our group of other boss-free-minded peeps at the Boss Free Dojo on Facebook. <laughs>